0: This is Cougan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's Wayne day, Joshua Ruiz, Ruiz Joshua, sorry, Ruiz Joshua too. here in Saudi Arabia. I'm joined by Joe Markowski of The Zone. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you?
1: Yeah, coming to the end of a long week, but all good. It's good to see you back in your normal get-up, because you, uh, you looked fantastic last night, traditional Saudi get-up. No black tie, so you went local. I like that. Yeah, I got instruction from Omar, who
0: kind of pointed me in the right way if I wasn't going to wear a black tie. And to be fair, the conventional black tie, no one was in it, really. Everyone was in kind of suits. suits yeah. But you look great. You snuck into the party as well. I didn't sneak in. I was invited. There's a massive difference. Okay. Let me ask you and kind of track back to maybe four months ago when you were first told about this ring match taking place in Saudi Arabia. A lot of people, the first time we all heard about it, were very skeptical over, is it gonna happen? How's it gonna work? It's new territory, kind of. So what was your initial response to that?
1: The first I heard of it was Eddie saying that he'd had an offer that he didn't think was was real. He didn't think it would come through. And I think his words were, don't worry mate, this fight will not happen in Saudi. Um, so here we are in Riyadh four months later, um, no, look, it was, it, we're on, we're on record. We would have preferred it in the U S obviously, um, for a number of reasons, namely that it's bigger for our business. If it happens domestically in one of our markets And the U S is our biggest boxing market. Um, we had sort of got our heads around the fact it would likely be in Cardiff. Didn't love that, but understood it. Obviously given the sky AJ relationship, the fact that AJ is British is obvious. Um, and then this happens. I don't love it being honest but here we are and I have to say went to the stadium this morning with with Eddie they've done a fantastic job Um, hospitality has been first class Um, the welcome from the from the Saudi team has been brilliant Um, and it's going to be an efficient afternoon of business for us in the US so um, we're making the best of it Um, but going forward obviously we're going to keep pushing for big fights to happen in the US because that's where it's most effective for us
0: I like how honest you are there, considering we're two days away from the event and we've seen kind of how this has transpired over the last four months, especially with the the venue that they've built and they're gonna knock down after the tennis. But why do you kind of say you don't love it? Is it because it's not in the US?
1: Yeah, a fight will be bigger for us if it happens on the time zone that's best suited to the American audience. Um, We're going going out in the US four o'clock, Eastern time, one o'clock Pacific time, a load of Andy Ruiz fans in the US are going to be based on the West Coast and in Texas, given that's a big sort of Mexican-American hub. Um, So one o'clock in the afternoon is not an optimal time to watch a fight sports event. Um, Fights are bigger at prime time, that's an obvious statement again. So primarily that's why we would prefer it in the US. It's a bigger night for us in the US and we want big nights to continue growing our subscription base. That all said... The hype for this fight in the US is significantly bigger than any afternoon fight that I've been involved in or seen numbers for. Um, you know, Jimmy Kimmel had uh, Andy Ruiz segment on his very popular late night talk show last night. It's transcending hardcore boxing fans and the casual boxing fans, and given the economics of it, I'm very, very confident this will be one of our most effective and efficient fights we've done in the US so far. So I'm made more comfortable than I thought I would be Given all of that, I'd still prefer the fight to be in New York or Vegas or LA. Um, and that's not going to change going forward. We want big fights to happen in our domestic market.
0: Uh, I thought you explained that actually pretty well, actually. I did understand everything you just said. So, yeah, I was like, where are you going with I this? Dumbed down, I dumbed it down a bit for you, Kooks. <laughs> there you go. We didn't all go to private school. Um, Joe, We want to kind of move away from Joshua Ruiz for the second. But uh, last month in LA... Um, we also kind of everyone's platforms and I'm sure obviously you all know different with uh, The Zone is incredible, almost unrealistic stats for boxing, which occurred with
1: KSI and Logan Paul. Is that fair to say? Yeah, the, the one that really stands out to me that I can talk about is the, the countdown show we did a countdown show on the night building up to to the main event so four hours I think it was the broadcast 25 million viewers globally on YouTube on our YouTube on Matchroom YouTube on Twitter on Facebook channels on KSI and Logan Paul's channels and that is proper brand awareness for us for Matchroom for the sport of boxing and we dropped the sport of boxing right in front of one of the most engaged and largest online fan bases there is out there so Um, in a number of ways including for me personally subscription numbers for us huge huge success absolutely whetted the appetite of our business and everyone involved Eddie included to go and do more with these guys we're working as we speak on more fights like that for early next year and and later in the year we've got a great relationship sorry with uh with KSI and Logan I'm seeing both of them in the next two weeks to talk about what's next um they're fantastic partners um and it was it was it was a just a special event to work on you you were there you saw it it properly cut through mainstream media covered it we had interviews the new york times cnn the bbc the times of london sky news my grandma was talking about it my mum was talking about it it properly cut through so um yeah i mean i think it's brilliant i think it's good for the sport of boxing that there's this sort of outlet we can use to do more of what boxing needs to which is grow itself and evolve itself to meet the younger audience. Boxing's not done enough of that in the last 20 years in our opinion. I've said that to you before. This is a route to introducing the sport to a young and engaged digital audience and we're gonna we're gonna keep working on that. Can you be any more specific about how many subscribers this attracted to the zone for that period? No, I can't. Um, we don't talk about numbers publicly as you know. You've tried maybe three or four times to get it out of me but All I would say is, in subscription-generating terms, it was a very, very successful night for us, right up there with our most successful nights we've done today in the US.
0: Is there any way of telling what percentage of people possibly dropped out this month as opposed to the ones that subscribed for the event? There's ways to do it. Again, we're not going to talk about that publicly.
1: I know that number. (laughs) You will never know that number. What about a percentage, then? No, we don't talk about that kind of stuff publicly. Um, What I would say on that front, though, is... A significant percentage of the audience that watched that fight were real boxing fans, i.e. those we brought in for the, the previous boxing events we've done. So Canelo fans watched it, AJ fans watched it, the fans that we attribute to p- proper boxing events, despite all of the chatter online beforehand and people like yourself initially, maybe not you personally, but colleagues of yours in the media slating it as a disgrace to the sport and whatever else, a load of those fans tuned in and didn't just tune in for Haney and Billy Joe they they watched those fights and they stayed around for the main event I remember I was sat with Eddie and Frank front row and we had I think Billy Joe's team behind us and as a fight played out they went from being sort of like you know interested to being like you know KSI's won that round oh no no no, Logan's won that round knockdown should have had two points like you know proper boxing people properly engaged emotionally in the fight and that's just for me was 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 another little sort of telltale side that this is is cut through and the guys perform well, they train well they took it properly seriously and the whole thing, all the ingredients came together and it it was great so um, yeah, as I say, appetite is definitely wetted to do more on that front Is it fair to say that
0: putting on fights like this with KSI, Logan Paul and any future fights is probably about 80 or 90% marketing strategy from the zone
1: ahead of any kind of
0: pure boxing element
1: yeah but i think it definitely benefits our business primarily um and sky's to be honest because sky did a big number i'm sure of pay-per-view buys on that fight even though it was at 5am um but as i keep saying boxing fans may not love it then have to watch it what it does do is bring a huge new audience into the sport of boxing other sports have done lots of different things to evolve themselves and you know Cricket in 2020, 15 years ago, pure cricket fans hated that. They thought it was an abomination. It's now the biggest re- revenue driver in the sport. It brought a whole load of new young people and made them interested in cricket. Boxing needs to do things like that to evolve itself, or it will struggle to remain relevant in the, in, in the, in the you know, amongst the younger crowd. You've got to engage young fans. You've got to do things that they're interested in. You've got to bring them in in whatever way is going to be effective. This was a very, very effective way of bringing an earl of 16 to 25-year-olds, primarily, into the sport of boxing. And if 20% of them, 30% of them uh, stick around on zone and on Sky and watch more boxing and watch IFL TV videos and become fans of Devin Haney, become fans of Anthony Joshua, that's a service of good we've we've done for the sport of boxing. So, um, yeah, obviously it works for our business, that's been proven but there's knock-on effects that are are fantastic for the sport of boxing and promoters and and fighters, to be honest. I
0: don't know if you've seen the latest bets on, odds rather, on Skybet for KSI's next opponent. Have you seen this? Uh, No, I'm not really a betting man. Especially
1: not this week
0: in this country. (laughs) No, clearly not, obviously. But um, Skybet put out a list of, Possible and potential opponents for KSI. You on the list? I
1: was. I was 12 to 1 ahead of Joe Weller. Well, I said, not a gambling man, but that sounds like smart money to me. <laughs> I, and I might be able to influence that. We have a little chat about that afterwards. Um, it was quite unclear after that fight, Joe,
0: whether KSI would even have another fight, because he was kind of putting the feelers out there that unless it was something that big, he kind of shut down the idea of a rematch. Or another rematch, shall we say, with um, Logan Paul. But he kind of shut down that idea. But then it was very unclear. Talked to Vidal Riley the other day, he's unclear whether he will actually fight again. And he said it's got to be something that is, A, financially, like, mind-blowing, <coughs> and B, something is kind of bigger than what he's already been fighting. It'd be hard
1: to do, right? Because it was huge. Um, I'm seeing him next week in London to talk about things like that. Um and Eddie and I will talk to him and we'll, we'll see what we want to do. Um, being candid, my advice to him will be, let's do more. Um, he's had a few weeks, he's had a holiday. I don't know where his head's gonna be at. We'll speak and we'll see what he wants to do. But my hope and my recommendation to him will be, we've built a of a momentum with this first event. Let's do more. And there's, there's benefit to all of us, including for you, for your, for your viewers and your subscribers on YouTube. Um, in, in you know investing the time and the, and the resources and making more fights like that. Um, let's see what he says. Talking to Eddie Hearn over the last... Since the fight,
0: really, he sort of suggested that there's a possibility of Jake Paul, uh, Logan's brother, fighting on the Miami card coming up uh, in January. There was talk about him fighting an Eastern Gibb. Where are... Kind of, where is that at the moment?
1: We're, we're talking. And I think... Um, you'll hear from us hopefully in the next few days on something around that uh, or close to that. So, yeah, working on that, um, and I think that that's a natural next step for us to take. Um, good relationship with Jake we built during the during the. Uh, he had a few late. words to say about you after the fight, didn't he? Yeah, he accused me of rigging the fight, which he's since apologised for. Um, now, De Zone's got a, g- a growing power in boxing, but ability or willingness to rig fights definitely does not meet that description right now and I personally have no interest in doing that but a bit like you being called out as a potential KSI opponent I had a bit of are you a potential Jake Paul opponent so if the business want to give me four months off and a a million quid I'll consider it but I don't think I'm really in fighting shape at the moment um so we'll see what happens with that we're working on it um and I think that if if anything does happen that will probably be the next one we we look to do um I have to say, though, the fact that we've spent probably 80% of this interview talking about YouTube boxing excites me. Well, I'm on YouTube. It's of massive interest to me.
0: I know people were kind of giving me a stick about why you are covering that fight. Well, A, it is a professional show, but we're on YouTube, so these are YouTubers fighting...
1: Did your subscriber numbers pop in that week? By a considerable number, I'm by sure. By a considerable good. number, yeah. yeah. Will you talk about your subscriber numbers? No, but my numbers are kind of out there. They're, they're visible,
0: so it's, that that part of it's irrelevant. But we did see a massive subscriber boost. We saw a huge month, as in terms of view wise for us. So, you know, I'm not
1: I'm not opposed to not seeing this, but so I sp- probably, it probably explains why Umar's looking at flash jumpers at the airport, isn't it? You know, Revenue numbers on the ads sales went through the roof in November for you guys, I imagine. So you're welcome for that. Yeah, we don't um, talk about revenue here at <laughs> IFL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see, that, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful we can make more fights happen pretty quickly in that world because it worked. In a number of different ways it worked, and there's, there's, yeah, everyone, everyone's keen to do more.
0: Just a final one on this. If we hypothetically say next year on The Zone in America with Matchroom, there's, I'm just pointing this out there, 12 shows, Right. How often would you like to see a YouTube fight featured on one of these cards? Regularly,
1: because it helps retain subscribers. Do you mean every every card. No, I mean I wouldn't go that far. No. Um, look, I, I, to be honest, we're not just going to work with any and every YouTuber or celebrity either, because I'm sure there's a list of 20 celebs we could click our fingers right now and have, you know, people willing to do it. Um, but what all of the build-up negativity from friends of yours in the boxing media focused on it's going to be a mockery it's going to be a disgrace to the sport these guys are not fighters they're not going to follow or respect the sport lots of celebrities and youtubers would probably do exactly that they wouldn't train properly wouldn't go pro they wouldn't hire trainers they wouldn't change their diet they wouldn't change their lifestyles they'd be out doing whatever they do on a thursday and friday night all the way through camp that would make a mockery of the sport we're only going to do fights with people celebrities, YouTubers, whoever one who have the reach and have the marketing clout and two who have the proper commitment to the sport because it's not, it's, not you know, it's no joke it's a very dangerous sport, people lose their lives in this sport sadly um, and we're not going to put people, fighters ourselves, matchroom anyone at risk if we don't think the commitment's there to doing it, so I don't think there's enough volume of celebrities or YouTubers to make 12 fights a year, even if we wanted to, which we don't. I think a healthy sprinkling of YouTube events in our schedule will do what we want it to do pump subscriber numbers, retain them, but also, more importantly, for the long term, bring in a lot of young people who hopefully become fans of the sport of boxing and maintain proper boxing subscriptions. Um, with us and with other broadcasters around the world. Where does
0: quality of spectacle come into this? Is it important to you that the guys, not just KSI and Logan Paul, but that can actually fight and does that make sense? That's what I was just saying.
1: They've got to take it seriously, They've they've got to perform well. We've got to be confident they will treat it at the same level of severity that KSI and Logan Paul did. Like it was a competitive fight, right? They're, am- they're, yeah, they're pros. It was their second and third fight. I think Logan had, had yeah Logan's second, KSI's third. They're not world champions, but they took it bloody seriously. They performed pretty well. Uh, they both got up off the canvas. Um, we want people like that. We're not going to do it with any you know Tom Dick or Harry who just wants a bit of fifteen minutes in the limelight. So we're on the on the lookout for. Celebrities who are committed to this properly. Moving away from this, Joe,
0: um, your pricing criteria for the US, are we sticking with that? Is that likely to change in 2020? No plan
1: to change right now. Um, you know, in the market we're in, we are bloody good value. If you look at US cable subscriptions, 200 bucks a month for a sports package at least pay-per-view boxing still 80 90 bucks a pop maybe 70 sometimes but there's lots of pay-per-view events happening wilder ortiz being the most recent so the cost of being a boxing fan everywhere else is very very expensive um for 100 bucks a year or 20 bucks a month that's a pretty good deal in the u.s and i know obviously british fans majority of your audience don't you know they're not they're not forced to spend that kind of money with sky or with Other broadcasters in the UK. Um, The US, the cost of being a boxing fan, the cost of being a sports fan, but specifically a boxing fan, are astronomical. We're trying to change that and we're going to continue fighting and pushing to maintain that for as long as we can. So no plans right now to change our pricing model.
0: We'll finish off by uh, talking about the zone coming to the UK in the near future.
1: Any updates, any progression? No, look, as I said to you many times before, We've got a team of people in London who are always looking at new markets. Um, no plans right now. We're a British business. We know the UK well. Um, maybe one day at the right time, we'll look at it. But right now, we're focused on, I'm focused on growing the markets that we're in currently. For me personally, that's the US and Canada. And this weekend's going to be a, a great weekend for us in both the US and Canada. So the
0: first time I ever interviewed you was roughly just over a year ago. and. Uh, I asked you about the same thing about zone coming to the UK and you pretty much gave me exactly the same answer back then. We're like 14 months on. You can't expect me to believe that there's no plans for zone to come to the UK
1: in the next 12 months. That's what I'm asking you to believe because that's what I'm telling you. There's no, there's no specific plan for us to come to the UK in the next 12 months, no. When there is, Coogan, as and when there is, you'll be the first to know, mate. Maybe after Eddie Hearn.
0: Maybe after Eddie Hearn. I, I, I don't believe you, but I understand that if there's stuff going on in the background that you are working and you can't talk about, I get that as well. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying that one. But that's fine. That's your answer and I'll accept it.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Any new signings coming? Any new signings coming? Um, yes. Watch this space with our friend Mr. Hearn not too distant future a big uh, one.
0: how adventurous and how aggressive do you go in 2020 as in regards to bringing new talent
1: and stars to the zone for boxing we, we will continue to invest heavily in new signings with golden boy and with Matchroom and with triple g promotions um, and we will make lots and lots of big fights i hope two massive fights for canelo alvarez there's Potentially some British considerations there in that in that list. The zone middleweight, super middleweight roster is obviously the strongest in the sport. Um, Billy Joe's name's in there, Callum Smith's name's in there. We'll see what happens. Um, We'd obviously love to make an eligible G3. That's the definite priority for us in 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 2020. Um, Hopefully, two massive fights for Anthony Joshua after a successful win this weekend. And then, you know, around that, a really strong schedule of Month on month, big fights for Devin Haney, big fights for Ryan Garcia, maybe the two of them together. Um, lots of big fights all over the US and globally for us. Eddie's going to try and push us for a boxing deal in every market that we're currently in. He's launching own Spain, or Matchroom Spain, sorry, on Thursday or Friday night next week. You going to that? Uh, no, next week we are at
0: York Hall. Cool on the Thursday I'm in New York next week actually for uh,
1: the top ranked show
0: yeah,
1: nice. Sorry. yeah look lots of big fights for the zone and match globally lots of big fights for us and Golden Boy in the US um, yeah I think more of the same probably hope well from my perspective hopefully with a two big fight seasons you've seen our first fight season that we're getting to the end of now this weekend a spring fight season and then what I'd call an autumn winter fight season the Americans would call it a four fight season but two more of them packed with big fights that continue to grow our subscription base
0: oh, I've, just FYI I've got a, a DAZN interview hit list okay. that, has, that ha- had three people on well, it. My friend Skipper's here this week my, my friend Skipper, well he was one of the people on the list which, one, which you kindly, delivered. I kindly yeah. arranged for you as, as I would. Of course this you was still trust me. you still don't trust me on the UK answer no I'm, I'm talking about your answer on camera not, not for what if I asked you off camera that's all I'm saying Well, I would say the exact same answer off-camera. Fair enough. If that's what you're going to tell me off-camera, I'm just saying. But you're on camera now, so I'm very aware of that. The other two people on the list, yeah? So let's see how good you are. I mean, I'm not expecting miracles right away, but over the next sort of year or so, if you could pull these off, right? So one of them is Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah, me and Sly
1: are very good mates, so I'll drop him a text now. He's kind of doing bits for the zone, so... He's doing bits for the zone. I will make some inquiries around that. I need to see the questions you want to ask him first, though.
0: That's all right. That will work well for that. Right, here's, here's the third one. Your, could you your, get,
1: could you get the third one? No, your interview with Skipper was hilarious because when we speak, or you speak to anyone else in boxing, <laughs> it's a very casual. There's no notes. You're just talking. You're very good off the top of your heads. It's a conversation. With Skipper, you rocked up at his apartment with a little set of like revision cards that I used to make for GCSE exams. <laughs> no, no, I, I did that did.
0: no, I didn't. Oh, on, 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 on my phone.
1: And you literally went... Hello, John. Question one, <laughs> and regardless of what he said, you just said, "Thank you." Question two, and you went through this list very methodically. So hopefully, it'll be a more sort of traditional Coogan when you get in front of Sylvester Stallone.
0: Yeah, it's not that kind of interview. That was okay. that was a different kind of interview. Can you guess who the third person that's kind of affiliated with design would they be? A member of staff or a? a no, t- they're not of the a staff member staff. of staff. American. No, not American, and not in boxing. But they were with a boxer the other day.
1: British. Not British. Oh, Mourinho. <laughs> Mourinho? <laughs> no!
0: He's an ambassador for us. he really? Oh, he'd be, he'd be definitely full for this, but not him. It's another famous Portuguese person affiliated with the yeah, Cristiano zone. Cristiano Ronaldo? That is an idea. I didn't even
1: think of him. Surely he's, got, surely he's, ha- he's out. You want, talk, you want to talk about social numbers? I know you've had a good November, but he's batting in a slightly higher league than you, so no, no promises. I think Slo- Stallone's more likely. Okay, I'll be- ask my friend Jamie Horowitz to try and organise that one for you. All right, listen, I'm just saying, a lot of people we interview
0: are like out of my league. It doesn't mean I can't get to them.
1: Present company excluded.
0: All right, we'll leave that one there. Joe, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Let's hope Joshua can pull it off this weekend and kind of uh, erase the memory of June the
1: 1st in New York. The flight back to London on Sunday night, if he wins, is going to be good fun.
0: Certainly hope so. Joe Markoski, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. It is special. Absolute dynamite. Whoa!